Hi, it's me, the science baby. Have you ever wished you could understand exactly why your baby's crying? Not every baby can be as eloquent as me, but there is a toolkit out there that's supposed to help moms and dads figure out what's upsetting their newborn. It was developed about 20 years ago by an Australian opera singer called Priscilla Dunstan, and it consists of a number of words or recognizable sounds that a baby makes just before they get into an all-out, world-ending cry. The sounds are based on some of the newborn reflexes, so in theory they should be universal, sounding the same whether the parents speak English Urdu or anything in between. In the first few months, Priscilla says there are five words to look out for. Neh is the cry made when a baby's hungry. The N sound comes from the sucking reflex. A hungry baby will want to suckle, pushing their tongue against the roof of the mouth. So as they cry with their mouth in that position, they end up saying Neh. You should feed that hungry baby. Next is Eh. A short, sharp, almost angry sound, which means a baby needs to burp. It's trickier to distinguish, but listen out for the E part of the sound. A burp means gas trapped in the top of the chest. And the reflex is for the diaphragm to contract and relax to get it out. That's what ends up pushing air and sound out in bursts to make the eh. You should burp that baby. Then you've got uh, a drawn-out groaning sound with emphasis on the R. Uh. It means your baby has some bowel discomfort, probably from lower gas. <coughs> this sound comes from the tummy. <coughs> if you breathe in and then push the air out with a tensed-up belly, you'll get this groan. <coughs> it sounds like trying to push out a poo because that's basically what the reflex is doing. It's tootin' time for these babies. Ow is the word that means your baby's tired. The yawning reflex baby gets when they're tired opens the mouth wide, flattening the tongue and pushing it back. That ends up giving a more open, yawning sound to the cry. You should try and get that baby to have a nap. Finally, heh is the word that means general discomfort. Here you're listening for the H part of the sound. The word sounds similar to a grown-up's frustrated expression of discomfort. It's a short sound that's not modified by any particular reflex. And it can mean anything from an uncomfortable position, to a wet nappy, or being too hot or too cold. You should try and make baby more comfortable. Now, your baby will only make these five sounds before a cry in the first three months or so of life. As they get older, they start to grow out of many of their newborn reflexes, so the words become less distinct. But there are words to look out for when your baby's a little older, and new feelings and reflexes come into play. Kuen is a sign that a baby's teething, and it's often accompanied by a lot of dribble. The tongue is at the roof of the mouth at the back as babies rubbing their gums together and generally moving their sore mouth around. Do whatever you can to relieve baby's discomfort with a teething ring or a chilled pacifier. Nah is a sound similar to the newborn's hungry neh, but this time means your older baby is thirsty. Again, the end part of the sound comes from the tongue peeling away from the palate, suggesting it was stuck there from lack of fluids. But the overall sound is less urgent and less abrasive. Give your baby a drink of water or milk. The lowl means your baby needs company. The sound is calm and sad, a simple babble that uses the mouth movements the baby's been developing to try and get your attention. Baby's slightly bored or lonely. Give them some attention. And finally, one that a lot of parents will be familiar with, a ween, means that basically everything is terrible.
Baby's whole body will be tense, including the diaphragm and the voice box, creating this drawn-out whine. In this case, the only real thing you can do is have a cuddle to calm your baby down. So there you go, 9 words to help you understand your baby. I'd love to hear if they work for you, because although they make sense from an anatomical point of view, there's not actually a whole lot of science to back them up. But you'll have to come back for part 2 for that, and for my recommendations for troubleshooting your crying baby. Shortcast Club